Well, now we're into this holiday season. Let's take a look at uh, opening here this morning, the top Christmas toys of all times. These are the top selling toys, top 10 that have sold of all time. Number 10 is Legos. Uh, number nine is Sylvanian Families. These are uh, little dog stuffed animals. Number eight, Furbies. Uh, seven, anything with Teletubbies. Number six, Barbie dolls. Number five, anything with Buzz Lightyear. Action figures, shirts, toys, uh, you know, lunch boxes. Very popular, of course. Uh, number four, anything with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Number three, Monopoly. Number two, if you can imagine this, uh, Rubik's Cube has sold 350 million Rubik's Cubes sold. Uh, number one best-selling toy, though, of all time is Cabbage Patch Kids. Cabbage Patch Kids, they've been around 30-plus years. They're still selling, very, very popular. So we're moving into this Advent season, and we're going to talk about some gifts. I want to give you some things today uh, that you can take, and from this moment on, let this be a gift in your life and something you give to other people. Share a metaphor that David uses that you and I can take this metaphor and remember it for life, because what he says here, this picture he paints is true of your life and my life. Metaphors are tremendously powerful. Symbols, tremendously powerful. You and I can talk about patriotism. You know, we can use a definition, but there's nothing like then seeing a flag or listening to the anthem. So symbols and metaphors, they're very powerful. If you have a metaphor, for instance, for marriage, and you say, you know, it's like a ball and chain, that old metaphor, you're going to have a whole different relationship then somebody else that says, my metaphor for marriage is what Paul says. It's a picture of Christ in the church of sacrifice and love. If your metaphor for life is I carry the weight of the world on my shoulder, you're going to have a whole different life than somebody else that says my metaphor is that life is a dance. So we have to be careful. You might have metaphors that you haven't even consciously chosen about your life, but I want you and I to consciously choose what David says here is the metaphor for our life. Before we get to what he says, though, let me read something else he says. Psalm 37.4. Notice what he says here. Think about this as we enter into this holiday season. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires. And notice what he says here. And the secret petitions of your heart. So as we enter into this holiday season, we all have that secret petition of our heart, that thing that's between us and God. Maybe it's carrying something that you've carried for too long at this point, and it's something you say, my secret petition, God, is you take this burden from me. Or maybe your secret petition, God, please restore my marriage. Maybe that secret petition is that that prodigal son or daughter comes home, but what Scripture says is God delights in those who delight in Him, and he gives you the secret petitions of your heart. You know, there's a, a term known as hysterical strength. And the most common example of hysterical strength are the stories of mothers that are able to, to lift a car off their child when maybe a car has run over their child and they have this intense strength. Hysterical strength is that extreme strength that people show this beyond what is normal strength. Usually it's in a life and death situation, and these stories are true. What's interesting is we don't know biologically how it's possible. There's often been discussions about adrenaline, but that doesn't provide the full picture. Let me give an example, though, of hysterical strength. Mitchell Lowen 
couple of years ago in the news because he stopped. There was an accident and the car that was in the worst shape. You couldn't even see the driver. It was so crushed. And Mitchell Lowen walked up to the car and he literally ripped the door off the hinges. And the witnesses were there that saw it too. And it was great about Lowen. He's a Christian and he said he saw the man there and he said, I hugged him. I told him he was going to be okay and I prayed with him. And what's great though about this picture and this idea of hysterical strength is again, we can draw on reserves in our own life to meet the need. You know, that strength that's get built in adversity and to be that strength for somebody else in that moment when they need it the most. And to show that by our life here in Christ and walking in him. You know, it's been well said that problems prepare you for your destiny. Problems prepare you for your destiny. You know, we're told in Exodus 5 what happened when Moses went to see the Pharaoh. A well-known story, of course, but think about how that unfolded. Moses, you know, as a child, the Pharaoh at that point sought to take his life. He's put into the Nile. He's found by Pharaoh's daughter. He's raised then in royalty. He's raised with this family. And then he goes off 40 years into the wilderness, comes back, and think about now, he's approaching the most powerful man on earth. And he's not nervous about it. He's not scared because why? His problems prepared him for this very moment. And we're told Exodus 5, Moses went to Pharaoh and said, the Lord of God of Israel says this, let my people go. So where did Moses get that confidence? Again, he was raised in royalty. His childhood challenges, they they left him in that same court as the Pharaoh and his problems prepared him for this moment. Same for you and I. We might not know where things are, are going and we say, I have this problem, but rather than seeing it, you know, God, why is this happening? Stop and say, what am I being prepared for? What am I being prepared for at this point? You know, Joel Osteen said, you will see a day when the person who disrespected you the most, the Pharaoh who wouldn't give you the time of day, who wouldn't bother to look at you, will ask for your blessing. So think about that very thing happened during the plagues. We're told Exodus 10, the Pharaoh called Moses and said, I have sinned against the Lord your God. I've sinned against you. Forgive me for my sins. And notice he says, pray to the Lord for me. Those tough times, you know, for you, they were so you could become stronger. I could become stronger. Preparedness for that moment. I love this quote here. This is a great statement here. Owen Austin, you know, he got uh, very ill at 15. The doctors, they weren't sure why. And one day he was watching an interview with a favorite basketball player on TV and the basketball player was resigning from the game. He said he had these health problems and he described his symptoms. And as Owen Austin listened, same symptoms he had. And he and his family then took that information, went back to their doctor, said, this guy had the same symptoms as me and here's the treatment he's getting. And sure enough, the doctor said, Now we know what's wrong, and they began to treat him. What did Owen Austin do? You know, he came out of that, and he said, I want to help other people, especially young people, facing health problems. And so he started a charity and raised tens of thousands of dollars for people going through health problems 
and assisting them, whatever they might need. But here's what he said when he was asked about reflecting back on his illness, that setback. He said this, you can make it your excuse or you can make it your purpose. You can make it your excuse or you can make it your purpose. I hope as we see, you know, David's metaphor, no matter what you're facing in life, there's a secret cry in your heart. Let it be that you and I see God is preparing us for a different destiny. Take this metaphor and let it be your gift this season. So you stand stronger in your faith. You walk more boldly in confidence, recognizing the meaning here of what this really has to say about your life and my life in Christ. So here's the metaphor. Psalm 92.12. This is David here. And here's what he says. The righteous flourish like the palm tree. The righteous flourish like the palm tree. We're going to see again, God answers that secret desire of your heart, of my heart. He doesn't abandon us. That's the picture here. He answers that secret desire. When you understand why David says a palm tree, you'll understand much more about this relationship you and I have with Christ. Joel Osteen said it like this, the reason you have big challenges is you have a big destiny. Average people have average problems. Ordinary people have ordinary challenges. You are not average. You are not ordinary. You are a child of God. So again, Maybe to stop and see some of these challenges here to say, I have these big problems because I've got a, a big destiny. And God's not abandoned me. He's going to answer the secret desires of my heart and to get excited to say, I wonder what he's preparing me for that he didn't trust me to face this Goliath in my life. Let me read something from Solomon. We'll ask again why a palm tree, but uh, listen to Solomon here. Proverbs 16, 7. Notice what he says here. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. The message translation says, when God approves of your life, even your enemies will end up shaking your hand. Again, those setbacks that we might think about in life or those adversaries we might have, rather than say, God, why is this happening? Stand back in faith and say, listen, God will make even my enemies shake my hand because he's going to take me on a different path to a, a different destiny where I couldn't have gotten before without that adversary, without that obstacle, and to embrace what that is. I'll give you one of the great examples of that in, in recent time. This is Mike Illich. Mike Illich had, had something happen in his life and I think you'll see here from what he shares, just an incredible thing that takes place when we stop and understand, when you walk in a way that pleases God, he's even gonna make your enemies be at peace with you. So Mike Elitch, he grew up with one dream, and that was to play with the Detroit Tigers. And he worked hard growing up. That dream went with him all through school. So he played baseball, he gave it his all, and he kept that dream before him, his dream to play with the Detroit Tigers. And sure enough, through high school and afterwards, he had proved himself so well 
He got a call from the Detroit Tigers, and they said, listen, we'll give you a chance on our team in the minor leagues, and if you show yourself there, you'll play on the professionals. And so he joined the minor leagues, well on his way to his dream. Unfortunately, there he suffered an injury to his knee that ended his career. He goes back home, and when he gets back home, his father is not the kindest and tells him, I told you, you couldn't make a living as a baseball player. And now he's got to figure out what he thought was his destiny suddenly comes to a halt. Now, what do you do when a dream like that dies? You know, Osteen put it like this. You don't grow in the good times. You grow in the tough times, the dark times. And this is great here. Trouble is transportation. Trouble is transportation. Again, to say, you know, as we're entering into this holiday season, I'm going to give you a gift here. When you understand this metaphor, it's something you can remember for life. And when the adversaries come, when the obstacles are there, come back and revisit this on a daily basis and say, this is who I am. Why a palm tree? You know, trouble, it's a transportation because trouble can be that avenue to lead us to a different destination than we would have gotten to if that obstacle was not there in our life. So listen to this. Here's Psalm 92.12 from a few different translations. King James, the righteous, notice, shall flourish like the palm tree. So righteous flourish. Contemporary English says good people prosper like a palm tree. Christian standard, the righteous thrive like a palm tree. So that word there translated flourish, prosper, and thrive. So those are promises for those in Christ, not just anybody, but those that are righteous, those that seek Christ. That's your destiny. That's your identity. That metaphor is over your life and my life. But let's stop and ask, though, do you know a lot of people that you might see on Sunday mornings that you might say they would say their life is flourishing, that they are prospering, that they are thriving, not just in a financial sense, but is your marriage flourishing, thriving? Is your emotional health flourishing, thriving? Is your spiritual life prospering and growing? Do you feel like the joy in your life would be defined as thriving? Now, we live in a time right now when there's doubts and negativities and falsehoods and fears. That's why it's perfect at this moment to understand why David says, if you're in Christ, the metaphor for your life is you're a palm tree and you flourish, you prosper and you thrive. So why a palm tree? Here's some pictures of palm trees in tornadoes and in hurricanes. What you notice about palm trees in hurricanes and in tornadoes is they don't fall down. Some of these, you can see, even bend down to the ground. Now, if that was an oak tree, it would snap. Or it might be uprooted. You see why David says you thrive, prosper, flourish like a, a palm tree? Look at these pictures in hurricanes. These palm trees are, are being blown and they're bending, but they're not breaking. They're not uprooting. 
read a couple statements here from some researchers about palm trees. Laura Gagel, trees generally snap and at least lose some branches when they are faced with a hurricane, but not palm trees. They typically bend during the weather. Here's Kathy Schaefe. The palm tree bends, it will not break. Monsoons and hurricanes blow most trees away, but not the palm tree because it is flexible. It can bend all the way to the ground and when the storm is over, it straightens back up again, actually stronger than before the storm. You are made to bend, not break. God promises to give you strength that endures the unendurable and spills over into joy. The unfolding of God's amazing plan for your life will happen as you show your ability to endure. That's why a palm tree, when you recognize your life in Christ, is that you are to flourish and thrive and prosper like a palm tree when the adversity is there, when the adversary is there, when the Pharaoh or the Goliath is there, when your past is there. In faith in Christ, you may bend, but you won't break. And you'll come back stronger than before. You don't have ordinary problems. You don't have average problems. Because you're not average, you're not ordinary, you're called to a royal destiny in Christ. When Mike Illich suffered that career-ending injury, he went back home and his dad said, I told you, you can't make a living as a baseball player. And Mike was broken. Couldn't find a job. He went to a friend who had a restaurant and said, can I work here? And he said, I can't pay you. And Mike said, just let me work here. I need to, to learn some new skills. And so he said, if you want to work for free, that is okay with me. You can help in the kitchen. They're needing people to make pizzas. And so Mike Illich went into the kitchen to make pizzas. And while there, he learned about pizzas and restaurants and finances And Mike Illich decided to open his own restaurant, a chain of pizza restaurants. He opened Little Caesars. And this man who dreamed of playing for the Detroit Tigers became a billionaire from making pizzas. And though he couldn't play for the Detroit Tigers, what he did do is he bought the Detroit Tigers. Thriving and flourishing that is the promise of who we are in christ to prosper not just financially but in all things consider victoria arlen her story uh, again healthy young person at 11 she suffered a mysterious illness slipped into a coma she was in that coma for three years her family, though, believers, so every day they'd go to the hospital, they'd talk to her as if she were fully aware. They'd read scripture, they'd testify, they'd turn on a radio program, a TV program with sermons. And three years into this coma, they didn't understand from a, a medical standpoint, she opened her eyes. She couldn't move. She could only communicate by blinking once for yes, blink twice for no. And then at four years after the coma, she was awake 
and able to sit up, but paralyzed from the waist down. But she said, that's not enough. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires and the secret petitions of your heart. One of the secret petitions that you have for Christmas this year, for your life this year, for 2022. Just no part of your destiny that the righteous, they flourish, prosper, and thrive like a palm tree. So Victoria Arlen, she went into physical therapy for several years and thousands of hours, but 10 years after she slipped into the coma, full health, walking, becomes an athlete, becomes a model, an author, professional speaker. But she was asked, when you were in that coma that three years, were you aware and could you hear? And she said, I was. I was aware and I heard everything. And they said, what did you do when you were in that coma but she couldn't respond. And she said, I listened to those sermons. And in my mind, I prayed. And here's three things she prayed as we close. Take these to be prayers in your own life. For three years, she prayed, I'm a victor and not a victim. My time is coming. This is not how my story ends. Trouble is transportation. Give yourself a gift this year. Give other people a gift this year. Let your strength become somebody else's strength. Let your faith be encouraged no matter what winds blow your way. Because your destiny, your metaphor, your identity in Christ is you are like a palm tree. And when the winds blow, because of Christ in your life, you are going to thrive and prosper and flourish. Because trouble is transportation.